Hi, this is Dr. William Renner. Thank you for joining me in what we think is the best podcast on evidence-based medicine in the U.S. today. Uh, I myself am board certified in internal medicine, and I'm happy, as well as radiology, I'm happy uh, to host this podcast with Dr. Alan Safdie, a world-famous gastroenterologist who's published more than uh, several hundred articles himself and been co-author of over 900 uh, peer-reviewed articles. Alan, today I wanted to talk about Parkinson's disease. That's a disease that scares me a lot because not only do you have dementia, but you also have the component of inability to move. Uh, let's talk about Parkinson. What can you tell us about it? Okay, good, Bill. I mean, how are you? I hope you're doing well. But, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about Parkinson's. And, you know, we're going to get into can we prevent this disease or can we lower the risk of this disease? It's a devastating disease. It's a disease that scares me. My grandfather had Parkinson's disease. Um, although he lived a normal life expectancy, lived into his 90s, um, it is still a very scary disease, uh, having watched it up close and seen numerous patients with this. So it's a neurodegenerative disease that affects predominantly these dopamine-producing cells in the brain uh, called the substantia nigra. And, you know, people are used to some of the symptoms. Some may be a tremor at rest, mainly at rest. It's kind of described as a pill-rolling tremor. Um, they may have kind of their arms and legs may appear rigid or they may have trouble starting their gait or they may have balance problems. Um, you know, the causes so far are, you know, for the most part unknown and we don't have any specific cures. There's a variety of treatments out there. There's medications. Um, yeah, the disease is most famous for Michael J. Fox, who developed Parkinson's disease at a very young age. Well, yeah, and there's traumatic Parkinson's. Muhammad Ali had Parkinson's disease, probably in some parts secondary to trauma. Um, and, you know, in and of itself, it's not a fatal disease, uh, but complications can be serious. So it is something that, you know, we need to be on the outlook for. And we need to look for identifying markers or other things that could lead to an earlier diagnosis and maybe tailored treatments to slow down the disease. But right now, one of the things that fascinated me the most was looking back, and this is the Karolinska Institute um, in Sweden, had a, a fascinating study. And they looked at people who consumed the high, highest levels of vitamin C and E and may have a lower risk of Parkinson's disease um, than those who got smaller amounts of those nutrients. Why is that important? Because to this point, we didn't have preventative measures, and this may be an important preventative measure. But it is not by taking the actual vitamins. It is um, by actually consuming C and E in their diet. Uh, so, you know, this is how we want to consume this, through our foods. Uh, improving the diet is, you know, a well-known way to improve our overall health, and we've talked about that. And now we're talking about possibly lowering your risk of this really devastating disease, Parkinson's disease. Um, and it was a large study that found that there was 32% lower risk of Parkinson's disease when people had high intake of vitamin C and E. Um, we do know that vitamin E can have downsides if you take it as a supplement. There's a big difference between a supplement and a whole food. Uh, foods like oranges, strawberries, you know, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, all those, 
uh, have vitamin C. Vitamin E can be found in spinach and collard greens and pumpkin and nuts and almonds and peanuts. Basically, I just described a large portion of my own diet. I mean, being a vegetarian for many years, I consume most of those on a daily basis. Um, and we really can get those kind of things within our diet. Uh, it's, we don't want to have this disease. It's a movement disease. It can affect our speech, can affect our swallowing, can affect our walking, can affect our balance. Uh, so these patients were followed for 18 years and you know, none of them had Parkinson's at the beginning. Uh, so the data shows that vitamin consumption in the form of foods, I don't want people taking vitamin E supplements that may have high risk without the benefits. It might not be the vitamin E, it may be other nutrients within those types of foods that have the benefits. So it may not be the orange that has vitamin C in it that is beneficial. It may be one of the other hundreds of phytochemicals within the orange or in the strawberry. The vitamin C is a marker for these type of foods. You know, All right, Alan, list again, the, what, what foods should people take then to help prevent uh, Parkinson's disease? Well, I'm going to give you some examples, but there's lots of examples. You know, kiwi sure. has vitamin C, oranges, strawberries, you know, in the vegetable kingdom, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, all contain vitamin C. Uh, every single morning when I get up, I first have peanuts and almonds. Um, and I often put them in my steel cut oats, but, you know, nuts like almonds and peanuts, which are very easy to add to your diet, seeds, pumpkin seeds, you know, spinach, very easy to thing to consume collard greens, which we have probably every night or every other night, um, that we stir fry are very easy ways of adding this to the diet. Um, and so in these studies, they followed the type of various foods that people consumed and the beverages that they consumed. And, you know, the fascinating data is that, you know, maybe we can lower this risk by a third and maybe even more in this. They weren't consuming extremely high levels, but some of the people in the control group were consuming almost none. Um, but there's definitely a link between dietary vitamin C and E and a later risk of developing Parkinson's disease. So we need more research uh, to investigate the exact amounts of vitamin C and E by food that would be the most beneficial for reducing the risk. But if this holds true, you know, Bill, I might be telling you, you really need to consume some kiwis, some oranges, uh, you know, citrus fruits, um, you know, twice a day instead of once a day that the average person in this study consumed. So I, I think, you know, a third reduction, this would be one of the most powerful medicines in the world. These yeah, that's a, that's a dramatic improvement, a third reduction just by taking fruit in. Uh, that's, that's an amazing, uh, amazing fact. Think all the other benefits. I just increased the amount of fiber in your diet. So I may decrease your risk of colorectal cancer. We may decrease your risk of cardiovascular disease. You know, we may decrease your risk of dementia because a lot of these foods, you know, anthocyanins, blueberries and things have been shown to maybe decrease cognitive decline. So, you know, there's this benefit for Parkinson's may is not specific just for Parkinson's disease, about third reduction in Parkinson's disease. But when you change your diet to have large quantities of foods that contain vitamin C and E, and it may, again, not be these vitamins, it may be the other phytochemicals within the almond, the peanut, the strawberry, the blueberry, the orange that are the beneficial aspects. But when you change your diet, you may be able to reduce Parkinson's disease, colon cancer, cardiovascular disease, cognitive decline, etc. So, you know, 
pay attention to what you're eating. And this is one of the most encouraging studies that I've seen in regards to Parkinson's disease ever published. Yeah, thank you, Alan. This is uh, dramatic, uh, dramatic information, really. Uh, very uh, useful, very easy to apply, uh, not costly, uh, with really no downside, uh, downside to it. Again, Alan, thank you for another excellent discussion. Uh, if you like our evidence-based medicine podcast, please subscribe to our channel. Please tell your friends about it. Uh, thank you, Alan. Thank you. Take care, Bill.